We have made it. 
Welcome, blessings, greetings. This is Woman Wednesday. My name is Mariama Tanay, and I'm so grateful that all of you joined us here tonight. Tonight's theme that I want to praise up is preparedness, part one. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Again, that's preparedness, part one. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So let's praise it up by looking into what the Most High has referenced on the subject of preparedness. Luke 21, 36, but keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. First Thelosians 5, 6, So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. 1 Peter 5, 8, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent. But when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil and flask along with their lamps. Now, while the bridegroom was delaying, 
they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight there was a shout, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. The prudent answered, No, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later, the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, Truly, I say to you, I don't know you. Be on alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. Now I'm going to reference the Pistis Sophia, chapter 8. Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus prepared his own way. He prepared his way to this planet, overstand. Again, the Pistis Sophia, chapter 8, this book can be purchased at Rastafari Foundation. Um, their website, RastafariGroundation.com. And Jesus continued again in the discourse and said, It came to pass then thereafter that at the command of the first mystery, I looked down on the world of mankind and found Mary, who is called my mother, according to the body of the matter. And I spake with her in the type of Gabriel. Overstand. I spake with her in the type of Gabriel. And when she turned herself into the height toward me, I cast thence into her the first power which I had received from Barbello. That is the body which I have been born in the height. And instead of the soul, I cast into her the power which I have received from the great Sabiah, the good who is in the region of the right and the 12 powers and the 12 saviors of the treasury of light, which I have received from the 12 ministers of the midst. I cast into the sphere of the rulers and the deacons of the rulers and their servitors thought that they were souls of the rulers and the servitors brought them. They bound them into the body of your mothers. And when your time was completed, you were born in the world without souls of the rulers and you. And ye have received your portion out of the power which has last helper hath breathed into the mixture. That power which is blended with all the invisibles and all rulers of all eons in a word which is blended with the world of destruction, which is the mixture. This power, which from the beginning I brought out of myself, I have cast into the first commandment. And the first commandment cast a portion thereof into the great light. And the great light cast a portion of that which it had received into the five helpers. And the last helper 
took portion of that which it received and cast it into the mixture. And this portion is in all who are in the mixture. As I have said unto you, this then Jesus said to his disciples on the Mount of Olives. Jesus continued again in discourse with his disciples and said, Rejoice and exult and add joy to your joy. But the times are completed for me to put on my vesture, which hath been prepared for me from the beginning, which I left behind in the last mystery until the time of its completion. Now the time of its completion is the time when I shall be commanded through the first mystery to discourse with you from the beginning of the truth to the completion thereof, and from the interiors of the interiors and to the exteriors of the exteriors, but the world will be saved through you. Overstand, the world will be saved through you. Rejoice then and exult, for ye are blessed before all men who are on the earth. It is ye who will save the world. It, it, is, it is ye who will save the world. So you see, preparedness, is a real structure. You have to stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready. Okay, so that's tonight's theme. Praise the Most High. Praise the Most High. Text us live, please, and you can call in. You can text at 646-494-4722. Again, that's 646 646- Four nine four forty seven twenty two. If you'd like to um, add to the conversation or press one on your dial pad. In preparedness, we have to not only think of ourselves, but we have to think about our families. And um, I wanted to start off with something small. And then in part two, we'll delve into a deeper area of this. But like, you know, there's all of these catastrophes happening around the world right now. And you're watching it on the news. And now we have this electrifying president who's causing ripples in the Twitterverse. Um, It's causing a light upon America that is never been shown before and so we have to look at it as a possibility within our reality that something might happen here in the sense of a catastrophe a disaster a mass emergency you have to look at what happened in Katrina How long did it take for those people to even get serviced by the government that they put their taxes into? And it happened in New Orleans more than once. And then you can't forget Mississippi. And then you can't forget West Virginia where the water crisis first started because of the fracking and the Koch brothers. And then you can't forget what happened in Flint, Michigan with their water. water. And so... How long does it take for the government to respond? And so are you going to just sit on that? 
or are you going to be the one who saves you and your family and maybe others with the knowledge that you gain and look into yourself. So I thought in terms of a 72-hour kit to survive without government assistance. Again, that's a 72-hour kit to survive without government assistance. Surviving man-made and natural disasters requires some serious planning. And after a disaster occurs, you may not be able to buy food for your family's survival. That's one reason why so many activists um, that I've looked into, they use the term bug-out bags. When everything starts bugging out, you grab your bag and you and your family go. It's also called a 72-hour emergency kit. It's up to you what needs to be done to ensure your self-sufficiency at a time when your government won't be able to help you. And that's not just, you know, I'm, that's just real. You can't put your life in somebody else's hands at the end of the day. So your bag, your 72-hour emergency kit should be checked out regularly to ensure that it's organized and well-stocked. All emergency items should be stored in some type of convenient carrier. Um, many survivalists prefer backpacks. This makes it easy and convenient to quickly grab your short-term emergency kit in case you need to evacuate. Not only are these kits perfect for emergency preparedness, they will also come in handy on campouts, hiking trips, and biking time and um, biking journeys. But I prefer just to have a bag that's not for any of those things. That's just for, just in case. So a three-day emergency kit could effectively save your life in a natural or man-made disaster. No one actually wants a catastrophe to to occur, but we have no control over this. So the smart thing to do is to just be prepared just in case. Because when tragedy strikes, things tend to get very hectic and chaotic, and your 72-hour prepper kit will give you peace of mind when it comes to your short-term emergency survival. So the goal is to be self-sufficient after a disaster happens. That's the goal. That means what you need to survive without any type of assistance from your local, state, or federal government. This portable kit makes it easy to transport three-day supplies during an evacuation. So here are some um, convenient foods to pack in there. Freeze-dried meat, turkey or beef jerky, pudding cups, applesauce cups, powdered milk, cookies, raisin packages, fruit roll-ups, fruit cups, trail mix, um, lollipops, juice boxes, saltine crackers, freeze-dried soups, breadsticks, power bars, hard candy, hot chocolate mix, freeze-dried vegetables, freeze-dried fruits. If you need the caffeine, you want to have those um, caffeine beans, those coffee beans, those plain or dipped in chocolate. And so being prepared for any type of man-made, natural, or financial because, see, that's what they're playing around with Venezuela and in Brazil and in Greece and, and, you know, all over the place. So 
the financial disaster, which is man-made, could affect your ability to get groceries or anything. So it could mean a difference between survival or possibly death. So every six months or so, go through your entire 72-hour survival kit and make sure that all your supplies are in proper working order and your food storage contains products that are still good for consumption. Cycle out the regular things and replace them. You know, um, it's very, very important. Now, there's also another bag called a get-home bag because you can be out and you just want to have a bag in your car. You know, and then something happens on the road, and then you can't make it through and you have to leave your car. You have a backpack in the back that has a compass, you know, solar charger. These are the same things you'd put inside the 72-hour kit. They're similar. But this one is for a frame of reference. It's a get-home bag because we got to get home to get to those that we love. You know, so this kind of bag is, is um, also carried by pilots and, um, you know, in case the plane, cra- you know, crashes or something like that. And so um, you want to have a multi-purpose tool. Those are those knives that have 50 million uses. It has a saw, a screwdriver, a can opener, um, all different types of functionality to it. You want to also have um, lighting. You can have a hand crank flashlight. You want to have a hand crank radio. You know, you want to learn how to make do with less. You want a small camp stove, some Bic lighters, Cerno emergency candles, stainless steel water bottle that can be used to boil water for purification purposes a back county water filter, something like a life straw or a Sawyer Mini. Um, That way you don't have to be weighed down with a ton of water beforehand. And these things are fairly inexpensive, so you may want to purchase more than one. It'd be good for each of your children to have their own life straw inside of their bags so that if one breaks down, you have others to refer to a water canteen for carrying extra water, again, food for three days. And you can have, you know, at these um, camping stores, outdoor sportsman stores, they have MREs, which are those military rations, and um, they have them in a more palatable form nowadays, and um, they last for years, and they're not totally um, disgusting. I've tried some of them before. And I think it's a good idea to um, try it out now and see. And and, um, if you have your own food food dehydrator, you can start dehydrating food at home and preparing it. You want to have energy boost to compact fatigue, so caffeine pills, you know, and you want to have your Ziploc bag with with your um, caffeine pills inside. And um, because there's a good chance you may be short on sleep or even having to walk or run or hide out and unable to go without sleep during the entire ordeal. 
So the so you know having that caffeine can help you stay awake when you need to stay awake. Um, clothing. You want to keep at least for your children um, inside because you can you can do individual bug out bags. I've done that where you have a rain poncho, you buy a sweatsuit that's like a size too big than they are right now, a pair of sneakers that are you know or hiking boots that are a half a size bigger than they are right now because children grow, and for yourself as well, a sweatsuit that's a little bit loose so that you can layer inside and outside. Um, Wool socks, wool cap, waterproof jacket with hood, rugged work gloves, cold weather work gloves, base layer long underwear, type that's made specifically for cold um, from materials other than cotton. Um, Cotton is a bad choice for cold weather because cotton retains moisture, and that cold could be something that kills you. Also on this, um, I recommend to wear your base layer long underwear, and then also rain pants. The rain pants, you know, that's that's something important because it could be, like, again, a natural disaster. Um, rain pants, even though they typically make loud noises and they swish when you wear them, they're starting to get better now, and um, you may be able to find some more that are in a newer um, fabric. And so, of course, again, footwear, And then um, mosquito netting. That's something very small, and you can just have that, because especially if it's a natural disaster and rain, water attracts um, mosquitoes. If water is gathering in puddles and places in large amounts, the mosquitoes will be out. Um, And you want to have maps, old-fashioned maps. So um, you need to map the evacuation, you know, for evacuation purposes, using little-known roads, urban backcountry trails, even railroad tracks or routes that travel under power lines, should a disaster strike and you need to flee the area, you want to map the details of the city as well as map um, the gravel roads or forest service roads. You know, sometimes these are gated, which may mean that if you're unable to make your escape by car, you may have to turn around after a long drive down the Forest Service Road, and if you come to a gate unexpectedly. So get to know the Forest Service Roads well in advance. Um, check with the Forest Service about which roads are gated, which roads are washed out by floods, if any, even which roads follow rivers and make their way completely through over the mountains or desert or prairie or grassland. Um, you want to date the map the details of the actual tra- of the um, actual trails, as well as um, record the elevation changes in the terrain, so that you would know, okay, in this area I may have to be going up high. <laughs> you know, and so that goes back to um, just maintaining our body and our health. You know, I mean, how you know in this society where we drive everywhere, how many of us are walking fifteen minutes a day, myself included. <laughs> We have to walk and exercise because you may have to become a warrior. You need your compass, um, communications. You know, you may be able to pick up AM, FM radio signals. You know, um, 
In worst-case scenario, what if the news you're looking for pertains to a nuclear attack somewhere in the region, and news stations may tell you what direction the winds are blowing so you know which way to flee, which way not to flee, as to avoid the nuclear ash and radiation being carried by strong winds? So you have to also outfit your vehicle with the CB radio. That's a great idea. While a ham radio is undeniably a must-have for the post-disaster serious prepper, a CB is a cheap and easy method of two-way radio communication that can at least be in the car to help you find out what else may be happening on the road or listen in on conversations that may have been relayed from further away even. What if you have to abandon your car due to the conditions on the road? Remove the CB radio from the car, take the antenna, stash the antenna in your get-home bag, and you can set it up in, a, in, a, in another vehicle later in your trip. That's a great idea right there, and that's something good to know. If you do go out and you purchase a CB radio for your car and something goes down and you got to leave the car, you take that CB radio out and the antenna, stash it in your bag, and keep it moving. Also, a cell phone booster. It's a small, lightweight device that boosts the range of your cell phone. While there's a good chance that your cell phone service will be down in several regions in the event of a, of a um, catastrophe, there's also a chance that for the first few hours and possibly days of the disaster, some cell phone networks will still work. If you evacuate an area on short notice, you can quickly be out of cell phone range and your phone is useless. So with a good cell phone booster, um, one highly rated and proven to work well many, while, many miles from a cellular tower, you may still be able to send and receive calls or even just text messages if you're really far out. So buy a cell phone booster that can be used in both vehicle cigarette lighter as well as an electrical outlet inside a home or building or even from a generator. Fuel power generators have electrical outlets for plug-in devices. And so generators can be found at hardware stores, industrial sites, um, shops, and construction sites across all across America. And um, what if you run out of space in your get-home bag? Um, your extra pants inside your get-home bag can be turned into, additional, turned into additional storage compartments. This calls for carrying a paracord or just a string in your pack. Lay your pants out flat then tie the bottom of each pants leg with a string. Um, and then you remove the clothing items as you would be best for packing inside your pants and stuff down into each leg hole. As the last step, run one more string through the belt loops at the top of the pants bag and cinch tight and tie a good knot. It's not going to look pretty, but at least you'll just created a secondary bag for carrying supplies. Tie it to the top of your backpack so that it hangs off the back. And you also want a headlamp. Um, my husband and my son have this. They just have it for around the house and for just in case the lights go out here. We live in an old Victorian, and it, it really wasn't built for all of these appliances that we utilize now. So those headlamps come in handy. And, you know, if there's a power outage in your town, 
um, those little small headlamps come in handy. And they come three in a pack. They have them at Costco. Um, so those are really great. And a first aid kit, of course. You can get that anywhere. I, I have one in my car um, that, you know, has um, burn ointment and um, wound cleaner and all kinds of Band-Aids and, you know, those hydrogen peroxide, rubbing alcohol, iodine, um, all these kinds of things to be included, you know, um, itch ointment, sprays, antibiotic ointment, wound cleansing and disinfecting, you know, you want to have those things. Some antibiotic pills is also good to have. And, um, You have to have your get-home bag and also your 72-hour kit, one for the car and one for your home. And these are seven emergency preparedness tips you may not know. Set yourself up to receiving warning messages in your area. You don't have to keep your eyes glued to the news to stay up to date. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, makes it easy for officials to send important messages through multiple ways um, using the integrated public alert and warning system, iPods, including text messages. So wireless emergency alerts are free. 90-character text that local authorities can send to mobile devices within range of any cell phone towers in an affected area. You don't have to sign up to receive um, the WEAs, but you should check to make sure your phone and backup phone, if you have one, are able to receive them. Some prepaid and burner phones are able to receive them as well. Be sure to, be sure to check before you buy one um, to throw in your emergency kit. To double up on your warning coverage, check with your jurisdiction to see if they have their own opt-in public alert system. Like my town, um, specifically, they have a public alert nose, or if it's a lot of rain, we had um, Hurricane Sandy hit where I live here in the East Coast. And so I have an alert. Um, I went to my town's website, the official website, and I signed up to receive the text messages for any kind of disasters or alerts within the town. And so when something happens, if a child's missing even, I get a text message. If an old person is missing, I get a text message. If there's, um, you know, if the schools are shut down, even though I homeschool, but even if the schools are shut down, I get a text message. So that's very convenient. You may want to look into your specific town's website and um, want to sign up for that. You want to establish multiple family meeting spots. It's important to stick together in an emergency. We saw what happened in Katrina, and I don't really, to this day, it boggles my mind how they were putting children in one bus and parents on the other, and the news cameras were just there watching them. And people were acting like it was okay. I couldn't allow my children to go on a separate bus than me. They would, I mean, that's too much. You know, so it's important to stick together. An emergency, so establish a few places where your family can reunite if you've been separated and stay safe. You need to pick four places in total. 
One is an indoor meeting spot. In the event of natural disasters like tornadoes, hurricanes, or other storms, set a dedicated place in your home everyone can go to. A small windowless room like a closet or a bathroom, a safe room or a basement are good examples. Two is a neighborhood meeting spot. In case you or your family have to leave your home or, or you all get separated in the commotion, pick a spot in the neighborhood everyone knows to meet at, a big tree, a mailbox, the end of a driveway, or a neighbor's house will do. A regional meeting spot is number three. Say you and your partner are at work when disaster strikes and your kids are at school. Not kids, I'm sorry, children are at school. In that case, you should have a non-residential meeting spot somewhere in the area where everyone can meet up. It can be a library, a place of worship, a community center, or even a relative's house. And the last one, for an out-of-town meeting spot, some disasters call for, for evacuation. So it's a good idea to have a safe meeting place out of the region. The homes of relatives or family friends are perfect, but you can also choose an easy-to-get-to hotel or other landmarks that everyone is familiar with. So make sure that all these places are accessible by everyone in your family, including people with pets and those with disabilities. If you live in the city and you don't have a car, make sure you have time to establish train routes and backup routes to your meeting spots. Um, FEMA has a commuter emergency plan form you can fill out, and you can give it to um, anyone who needs it. So you can go to FEMA website, and you can get a commuter. Everyone can have it in their room, and they can know what's going on. So that's very important. And so they, there's also um, free survival ebooks that you can download straight from Amazon, which is, you know, I mean, it's totally free. They have about 18 of them. Woodcraft and camping, everyday foods in wartime. <laughs> A Prepper's Perfect Pantry, Radioactive, Culinary Herbs, Their Cultivation, Harvesting, Curing, and Uses, Survival Pantry, Iron Making in the Olden Times, An Instance of the Ancient Mines and Forges. That's, that's interesting. I mean, we, you know, woodworking, iron making, how many of us know? how to um, whittle something down so that we can use it as a tool. And so um, those are just some of the things that you can look into. I wanted to include um, our brother, Wyndham David, in on this conversation this evening as he has some expertise in this area. Let me see if he's a brother. Wyndham David, are you available? Are you there, brother? Hello. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, sister. Yes, sir. Shalom. Thank you for joining us this evening. Give thanks. Give thanks. I was listening to all the eyes, the sister and uh, uh, 
experience and uh, knowledge there. Thanks for sharing. Um, give thanks, sister. Give thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I uh, wanted to uh, add one of the, one of the. Yeah, a couple things. You know, within the ice home, everyone knows uh, their water heater. Depending on if you're uh, in a large home, small home, whatever, what have you, um, you got 25 or 50 gallons of water is vital. Um, so when you are moving, when you are packing, um, I also I, I don't I encourage 144. Uh, I I know people talk about 72, 72 hour, but uh, 144 is a good number. Uh, for us Hebrews, so I, I suggest 144. Be prepared for uh, 72 times two. Um, so when you when you're uh, how, how are you going to drink water on the on the move? Are you going to carry water? Water weighs water weighs 8.65 pounds a gallon. How much water does a, a person consume a day? How many calories does a person consume a day? Uh, can you forage in your neighborhood? Can you forage, um, or, or 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 are you prepared at home to uh, have uh, a backup supply of food? How are you going to maintain that? These are all very uh, simple questions um, that we all have uh, different answers and expertise in. But I tell you, rice, beans, and your own windowsill, growing a little bit of a. Uh, Leafy greens, you can do a lot. Um, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, thanks. Do you have any other uh, questions um, before I ramble on about something else? <laughs> um, I would like you to join us for part two. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. Yes, yes. I would like you to join us for part two so we can expand more on some of the things that you just brought up as far as the more um, – how to apply it practically in um, yes. different kinds of circumstances. Yeah, so I would like yes. you to then, uh, meditate on that and come back for part two and share that with us, brother. Yes, I. Yes, I will. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for your blessing so of knowledge. Yes, sir. Yes, so we have to stay ready so we don't have to get ready. You know, I was telling my son that earlier. I just bought him actually a book. It's called The It's called the Boy's Book of Survival, How to Survive Anything. And I was encouraging him to read that because you never know. I mean, even though he's eight years old, you know, um, he has to know how to tie certain knots. He has to know, you know, that it's important to not, to um, open up, we were we were looking up um, how how to survive a tornado. Even though we don't live in a tornado prone, prone area, we saw a movie about weather at the IMAX theater at the Science Museum here where I live, and so they really displayed how tornadoes happen. And it, tornadoes, I mean, on the IMAX screen, it looked like it was spirits. <laughs> Those dark clouds, the way it just gathered up and moved. And made decisions. It was just wild to watch in that big spectacle of it all. And so um, he he was um, interested in that chapter of the book. 
And so it talked about opening the door, opening the windows and doors on one side of your house. I would have never known that. So that it would be less apt to implode, it could just pass through and work with whatever wind is shifting at the moment, you know, and to be in a hallway as opposed to, um, yes, pressure, yes, um, the pressure won't build up from the inside, from what's happening on the outside. And and so um, that's really important. And so we have to prepare our children, we have to prepare ourselves mentally, because things are changing. Things are changing. And so just like it says in Luke, but keep on alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. You know, so it's very, very important to to prepare ourselves in all kinds of ways. Physically, we have to take that into consideration. We have to walk. We have to pace ourselves. We have to get our breathing in order. We have to get our children in order, and they can understand and um, understand what's happening on earth right now and how there's a shift in consciousness and how they have to be awake and aware. I mean, in France, the people are taking buses and running down people in the middle of festivals. You know, I, they say, you know, hope hope for the best and prepare for the worst. And that's very important. So um, now I'm going to take a Ceylon moment. This is Desiree by Omega. And we'll come back with the Goenosis. Bless.
governments have shut down the Internet more than 50 times in 2016. And in purely monetary terms, the shutdowns resulted in economic slowdowns that cost a total of $2.4 billion. Um, Saudi Arabia, Morocco, Iraq, Pakistan, the Congo, um, other Ethiopia has also um, blocked some of their social media. Well, they blocked the total social media and Internet um, during time. And so during those kind of blackout periods where it's difficult to report on what's happening um, because social media is down, the Internet's down, and so that's also a big human rights violation issue because you can't tell there's no way to get out and state what's happening to the people. So um, in some countries, Internet users turn to VPN to access an unrestricted Internet although um, other governments have used more sophisticated and targeted methods to disrupt the Internet of certain groups. But it's important to have a VPN. Um, that you, there's one called Cloak, and so you can um, put that on your computer and you're able to access deeper parts of the web and not be followed and restricted. And so your VPN is important. Um, a lot of times, when we go to, like, say, airports and things like that and public places and we use their Internet and you, and then you click that agreement in order to have that Internet access, it is reading your data on your computer or on your iPad um, or, or on your phone. You know, that, that one I agree to terms and conditions allows them to have access. And so um, you need to have your own VPN. Um, again, I suggest Cloak. And so that you can be cloaked and still use their wireless access that they can't see what you're doing while you're using it. Um, and moving on, the, I wanted to talk about the 12 best places to retire in 2017. For those of us at different ages and different stages in life, or for our elders that we are um, close to, um, these are the world's best places to retire in 2017. At the top of the list is Malta at number 10. Um, Malta is easy to overlook um, as a desirable retirement destination. It's, um, it's a Mediterranean island, but a couple can live comfortably for less than 2700 a month. Um, you can live in a very lively city for about 800 a month. Your rent could be as low as $625 for a pleasant dinner. Number nine is Portugal. A couple could live on as little as 1700 a month. Um, next is Nicaragua. Nicaragua has greatly changed over the last decade couple on a budget could live there for 1500 a month. And Spain, which is warm climate along its coast, it has miles of beaches, it's low, it has um, low cost of living and real estate, it's relaxed, laid-back lifestyle. Um, Spain, you, you can live there for about 2200 a month. And Malaysia, I encourage ones to be international. The world is ours. The planet is ours. 
We belong to the planet. You don't have to be stuck in a continent or a town or a city. It's just a frame of reference, and you can move and change that reference, you know. And um, in Malaysia, a couple could live for about $2,000 a month. And in Costa Rica, and Costa Rica is really, really going to come up. Um, they are one of the greenest. I just read that, that um, 85% of all of their energy that they used, they produced through renewable energy, and that they're the leader in that aspect in the world, not just the Caribbean. So they're utilizing their natural assets and making it work for themselves and the people and taking technology to the forefront and using it to bless the planet. So a retired couple could live in Costa Rica for about two to 3000 a month and live well, cover all expenses without scrimping, and they have excellent health care, which is very important. All the latest technology is available, and doctors are trained in the latest techniques. And um, there are two health care systems in the country, and um, they have a government-run healthcare system known as CAHA, which is a network of clinics and hospitals throughout the country. And after you pay a monthly fee based on your income, your care is free. Um, number three on the list is Ecuador. This is from CNBC, by the way. It's Ecuador. And um, Ecuador comes in third. And they they have great retiree benefits. 50% off entries to movies and sporting events, 50% off the transport and utilities. And you get a free landline if you purchase property, which is wonderful. Um, number two on the list is Panama, where my husband is from. <laughs> Panama is number two on the list. And, um, and the winner is Mexico. It's so funny, Trump's trying to build a wall. <laughs> because a couple can live there for about $1,300 a month and live well. So it's important to look around the world in terms of um, retirement because things are really, really changing here at rapid pace. And so I wanted to say happy Haitian Independence Day. Haiti just had their Independence Day, and so 212 years ago, um, Haiti became the first country to totally outlaw slavery and the world's first black republic after defeating three colonial superpowers. So blessings to them also under the new leadership of their new president. Yes, yes, of their new president. Um, he was, you know, just came out of um, accusations of fraud, but the, but the um, tribunal ruled that there were no irregularities in the polls and there was no massive fraud and that the electoral process had not been affected. His name is Jovenel Moise, I think that's how you pronounce it. So big up to Haiti and um, happy Independence Day, definitely. And so also today... The Wall Street Journal, the editor of the Wall Street Journal, has made a decision that is really, really confounding. He's made the decision that you cannot, he's no longer, that one has to be careful 
of calling what um, Donald Trump says is lies. So the Wall Street Journal won't refer to Trump's lies as lies. The editor said this. The Wall Street Journal does not refer to President-elect Trump's changeable and questionable statements as lies, no matter how false, because doing so would imply moral intent and runs the risk of looking biased. That is so ridiculous. So you have to know that the media is totally false and 100% propagandized. The editor of the Wall Street Journal, the periodical of choice to millions upon millions across the world, is saying that his challengeable and questionable statements cannot be said to be lies no matter how false, because doing so would imply moral intent and that runs the risk of looking biased. So he said, I would be careful about using the word lie, he told Baker on NBC's Meet the Press. Lie implies much more than just saying something that's false. It implies a, a, a deliberate intent to mislead. People said Hillary said a lot of things that were false, Baker told Todd. I don't recall the po- I don't recall the press being so concerned about saying that she lied in the headlines or stories like that. So if the press is not going to call a lie a lie, then what's the point of the press? What's the point? So all of that stuff is just a big distraction as they collude. As they collude. And so... um, With Trump being in office now, the Republicans gathered together and they took over the Office of Congressional Ethics. And so behind everybody's back, they tried to gut the Office of Congressional Ethics and strip them of all their powers. And so um, then was that the House Republicans were being investigated by them previously for all of their wrongdoings. This is a House Ethics Committee. (laughs) And so they went in and tried to just change it all up and decide that um, we're going to get rid of it, and they tried to sneak it in while everybody's looking at Kanye West's blonde hair and, um, (laughs) and all the madness that's confounding the masses. And then so Trump tweeted to save the day. And so it made Trump look good. He, he, he sent out two tweets to stop them from doing what they did. With all the Congress has to work on, do they really have to make the weakening of the independent ethics watchdog as unfair as it is? Maybe the number one act and priority focused on tax reform, health care, and so many other things of far greater importance. So this president is tweeting his orders to the different departments. He's not having meetings. He's not having press conferences. He's sitting back wherever he's at, maybe Mar-a-Lago or something to that effect, and he's tweeting these things out. And it's affecting national security. And the fact that these people thought that they can go and really just strip the Committee of Ethics of all their powers to investigate enforce, scrutinize, oversee 
transactions that the Congress people make, and whether it's for or against the American public, is ridiculous. So there's a boldness afoot. That was really bold. And so we have to be bold in being prepared for all of this stuff that's happening. Because, I mean, they're just showing you any number could play. If he didn't tweet, it would have went down. Because everyone else was distracted. And ethics is not important anymore. I mean, President-elect Trump was just talking about grabbing by the pussy. So they thought ethics was off the table, so they went and gutted it. And a couple of liberal watchdogs found out about it, and so Trump knows that his inauguration is on the 20th, and he's still struggling to get performance, and he wants to make himself look good. So he came in and he tweeted. (laughs) Okay, so that's it for the going gnosis. Let you know what's happening in the world, what kind of movements are taking place. I'm going to take another Selah moment. This is Three Sisters of Stephan out of Babylon, one by one. Make me sad Oh no, it doesn't fall 
Thank you. Thank you for returning. Now we're going to move into technology. And technology right now, um, last week I talked about the universal income that they're implementing in Canada and um, Switzerland and Finland and parts of Germany because a lot of the jobs are becoming automated. So now IBM is working on a robot that takes care of elderly people who live alone. So now this will affect the home health care workers. All those women that we know that go to the 16-week or 8-week course and they get to work in hospitals and they can make like 25000 maybe, or they can work as a live-in or part-time, home health aide, home health assistant, nurse's assistant. They're making a robot that can take care of elderly people who live alone. And so this robot then, this goes back to um, week two or three when I spoke about the Internet of Things in your home, how your television has a computer chip. I mean, your TVs are smart, your phones are smart, um, even your house phones are smart. They have chips. And your refrigerator and your microwave and your washer and dryer and your temperature. Now they have smart boxes for your electricity and for your gas. So then the robot would come in and gather all the data from your appliances, a um, make a picture for itself of the way you move throughout your day and what's going on with you, as well as assessing, I guess, you know, they have these Fitbits that track your heartbeat now and your, and your blood pressure that people wear on their arms. So I guess the elderly would have one of those on. And so the robot would come in and assess and deal with the elderly. That's something to think about. And so now and along those same lines, Siri is getting better at responding to medical and personal emergencies. So on your phone, um, Siri, you can now, it will now understand I was raped, words like that, into your phone. I need help without you having to be able to dial And so Siri is now getting quicker and better at responding to those kind of emergencies. And um, if you have an iPhone or any kind of phone that requires thumbprint for purchasing, um, I personally never activated my thumbprint feature. I don't know if it still took it anyway. But um, this girl was able to use her mother's thumbprint while she was sleeping and purchase $250 worth of products from the app store. So we have to be careful while we're sleeping with the little ones if they are too precocious and um, know how to work the thumbprint on your phone. And also what's happening in technology is they now have fabric that is that can solar power 
your devices, and it's going to become a regular part of clothes. It's a new fiber that can be woven into clothes and harvest solar power from the light that falls on it, making it so that your jacket or sweater could power your phone. You would never need to plug it into a wall or socket ever again. So the inspiration for this futuristic invention comes from the movie Back to the Future Part Two. So that movie was actually um, the motivation. So it's using nanoscience technology. And so um, it's lightweight. It can store energy like a battery. The solar panels, which let light pass through them, this new material is made from copper ribbons with solar cells on one side and energy storage on the other. So traditional loom to weave these nanofiber filaments into a fabric that can both harvest and store energy. And a fabric like this isn't just a gimmick. Pretty much everyone is already using wearable tech, given that your phone never leaves your body and all of your gadgets have their own batteries, which must be charged. And while solar is already a viable option, you need two devices, one to capture energy and one to store it, in addition to the gadgets that need the power. So now plugging your iPhone into your jacket might not be the most practical solution, but it's a lot more practical than carrying a solar panel or batteries. But they also have um, chargers that don't need plugs. And here are five chargers that don't need a plug. One is the Touch of Echo solar charger. That's $30. Um, again, back to our theme of preparedness, it's important to have a solar charger. The Mantone Portable 1000 Ma Charger, that's only $19. The KTOR Pocket Socket 2 is $50. Um, the American Red Cross Clip Ray is $15. The Pipe Dream Micro and Wind Turbine. And um, so now they have a portable micro wind turbine. That's really great. And so those are some things that you should look into as far as technology, what's happening, and being able to understand how these technologies are impacting our lives and um, our children's lives and um, our financial lives as well as our spiritual lives because all of these Rays and radiations, you know, televisions, computer screens, they all give off radiation. So we have to really look into ways to protect ourselves from the onslaught of the technology with everything in your home, having a computer chip, and still being able to utilize it for our own financial gain and our um, ways and means. Next, we're going to go on to herbnology. And the thing I wanted to talk about in herbnology, um, going back to tonight's theme, is how to grow an endless supply of herbal medicine at home. Again, that's how to grow an endless supply of herbal medicine at home. So um, these are six of my favorite, med favorite medicinal herbs that you can grow at home this spring. 
I'm going to be trying to do this myself because these herbs really are great for all kinds of ailments that one would um, go through throughout the different seasons. And so I encourage the sisters to um, plant their medicine and let the pharmacy be the one that's happening in your kitchen or on your deck or on your windowsill or in your backyard. So lemon balm has an uplifting lemony aroma that's beneficial to the body in a number of ways. Um, It's a plant from the mint family, and it's now grown all over the world, actually native to Europe. And its medicinal uses date back to the Middle Ages, and it was used to reduce anxiety, promote sleep, and ease gastrointestinal comfort. So lemon balm is a calming nervous system relaxant that helps ease anxiety. It's wonderful for soothing nervous tension and restlessness. It can help ease headaches and palpitations that are associated with anxiety. Also insomnia, um, acting as a mild sedative. Lemon balm um, is also known to help promote sleep, upset stomach. It's a carminative effect on the digestive tract, meaning that it helps to reduce gas and bloating and abdominal discomfort. So lemon balm is um, a perennial plant. Um, It's easy to grow. You plant in full sun or partial shade, and it can grow in pretty much any type of soil, but well-drained clay or sandy loam is the best, and it does best in pots in the summer. You can put it in a pot, I guess, on your deck if your um, deck has partial shade or your porch and um, plant that in the spring so it can do, do well in the summer. And so after harvesting the individual leaves and stalks, lemon balm can be dried in a cool, dry place. And the dried leaves can be made into a relaxing tea by steeping one and a half tea, um, teaspoon of leaves in a cup of boiled water. And the fresh leaves can be added to fish or chicken dishes or added to iced tea in the place of lemon slices. Um, The next one is chamomile. Chamomile is a beautiful daisy-like plant that has been used for thousands of years for its calming and anti-inflammatory properties. It has um, historically been used to treat many conditions such as irritable bowel disease, anxiety, eczema, insomnia, and more. Research has shown that chamomile reduces inflammation It speeds wound healing and reduces muscle spasms and serves as a mild sedative to help with with sleep. The healing properties come from the flowers, which contain volatile oils and bioflavonoids. Benefit um, of chamomile is that it helps to to soothe cramps because it has um, smooth muscle relaxant and um, anti-spasmodic activity that can help with menstrual cramping or stomach cramps. Again, it's good for insomnia and anti-inflammatory burns and scrapes. Chamomile oil is effective in treating bad burns. Chamomile is also useful for treating scrapes and cuts due to its antibacterial and antiseptic properties. How to grow chamomile? Chamomile is an annual plant that will need to be planted year to year. It takes about six weeks from seed to harvest. And it prefers full sun, but it can tolerate partial partial shades. 
plant in well-drained and nutrient-rich soil. And it can also be planted in pots as well. And plant the seedlings six inches apart and water about an inch a week and let it completely dry in between. So the flowers can be harvested and dried, and dried flowers make a delicious calming tea. And also there's rosemary, and rosemary improves mental clarity. It's anti-inflammatory. Rosemary is easy to grow from cuttings versus planting seeds. You can find a rosemary plant and clip off about four inches. Time to do this is in the late spring. Plant a small pot of soil and place in a relatively sunny area. Once the roots have formed, you can transfer it outdoors in your garden. It will adapt to most growing conditions. It's happy in pretty much any climate, but prefers warm and dry climates. So choose a spot with full sun that is fairly dry. Rosemary prefers drier soil, so be careful not to overwater it. And so you use it in your cooking, or you can do a tea infusion by adding one teaspoon to a cup. The fourth one is lavender. So lavender is great. It's effective against headaches, especially when related to stress, anxiety. Lavender is gentle, strengthening tonic for the nervous system that can help with nervous system debility and exhaustion. Um, It prevents hair loss. Lavender massaging the scalp has been shown to significantly improve hair regrowth over long term. And PMS, lavender helps women with premenstrual syndrome. It can help curb emotional tendencies before their menses. So plant lavender in 12 to 8 inches apart in an open area with lots of sun. Plant in well-drained soil that is slightly alkaline, but do not overwater and allow the soil to dry before watering again. So to dry lavender, cut the stems and hang the bunches upside down in a dark, well-ventilated place to preserve the color and prevent the molding of the stems. You can add the dried flower blossoms to teas, baking, and sachets. You can put the sachets, especially um, useful in the bedroom, underneath the underneath your, your um, children's pillows and underneath your own pillows and, or inside the pillowcase. Um, so that it can lull you off to sleep and relax your mind. The fifth one is calendula. Um, It's in the marigold family. It's been used as a medicine since before the 12th century. It's native of the Mediterranean. It appears to fight inflammation, viruses, and bacteria. Um, The primary medicinal uses for calendula is typically on the skin. So it's good for wound healing. It's been shown to heal wounds faster, potentially by increasing blood flow and oxygen to the affected areas, which helps the body to grow new tissue. And it's also been used to improve skin hydration. Inflammation, um, it's been shown to prevent dermatitis and skin inflammation in people with breast cancer after radiation therapy. And it soothes rashes or eczema. Is internally, it's anti-inflammatory in the digestive tract for conditions such as um, du- duodenal ulcers and people that have gastric issues. So the way that you can grow calendula uh, is very easy to grow. They bloom from the spring into the late autumn. It's an annual plant that can survive winter in mild climates. 
itself seeds easily, so once it's sown, you may not need to seed it again in that area. It can be grown in pots or garden beds. So you want to sow the seeds three to four inches apart after the last frost and cover about a quarter of an inch of soil. And calendula needs plenty of water to make sure to water it a lot. So you harvest the flower heads only, and you can use it in baking and in salads, and you can add it to oils and healing salves. And the sixth one is peppermint, which is known for its classic flavor and scents, which is used in toothpaste and gum. It's easy to plant and grow. It grows in temperatures or wet areas. Um, it, it has a carmative action. It calms the muscles of the stomach, improves the flow of bile. As peppermint relaxes the muscles, it relieves the pressure from excess gas. And the volatile oils add as a mild anesthetic to the stomach wall, which helps with feelings of nausea during travel or pregnancy. And it helps with tension headaches. Applied to the temples and the forehead, peppermint oil can help reduce headache symptoms. Um, itching and skin irritation, when applied topically, peppermint has a soothing and cooling effect on the skin, especially useful for skin irritation caused by hives, poison, um, poison ivy, or poison oak. So peppermint is grown in rich soil with good drainage. It needs lots of water. Partial sun is good. The full sun will increase the potency of the volatile oils. You want to add a few drops of essential oil to massage oil to use topically. You can make peppermint tea from the dried leaves, um, one or two teaspoons per cup, and you want to steep it for about five to ten minutes. And also, I like peppermint as um, a homeschool parent. I need to purchase some more, actually, some peppermint oil. I like to put it in a diffuser just for about five or ten minutes in the air when you start schoolwork or when you're going to work on something that requires your mind. That smell of peppermint invigorates your mind and it just wakes you up and it, um, can help you keep going when you feel like going to sleep. And so it's important to know um, about herbal medicine and relating back to our theme of preparedness and how knowing medicinal plants can save your life also in an emergency. So um, so herbal medicine is also a post-disaster medicine plan. It can help with um, acute trauma, you know, coagulation, herbs to help stop bleeding, like shepherd's purse and oak bark, bilberry, yarrow, chaparral leaf, raspberry, blackberry leaf, that helps to stop bleeding, overstand. For inflammation, to help the tissue recover from inflammation and swelling and pain, you want devil's claw, aloe, chaparral, again, aspen, comfrey, willow, meadowsweet, lobelia. Um, you want a proliferative herbs to help tissue grow, if this is an open wound, take care that you're not helping the tissue to regrow on top of an infection or you will end up with a very dangerous infection under the skin. But it's the connective tissue to the bone or something like that. You would have aloe vera, horsetail, or plantain, or comfrey. And herbs to help get rid of scar tissue after the wound has healed, 
is, um, of course, vitamin E is oil, but horsetail, calendula, aloe vera, and comfrey, and herbs to help fight wound infection, and antipathogenic, again, chaparral, that is a godsend, acacia, raw honey, aloe vera, echinacea, golden seal, and for lymph, for your lymph nodes and immunity, herbs to help stimulate the immune system during an infection is blue flag, again, echinacea, red root, cleavers, and poke root. So um, then you have um, different herbs that we classify that fight pathogens, like viruses, you know, bone set, um, butterbur, echinacea, elderflower, yarrow, um, herbs that fight bacteria, which is, again, golden seal, echinacea, myrrh, um, oak, and you have um, different ones that help that are effective with different organ systems, like your lower respiratory system, pleurisy root, garlic, juniper, whorehound, your urinary tract, uva ursi, your liver, milk thistle, and burdock, throat and upper respiratory, sinus infections, viral and bacterial throat infections, you know, prickly ash, echinacea, marshmallow root, and sage, for your GI tract, golden seal, um, stomach ulcers, GERD, nausea, marshmallow root, licorice, ginger, Oregon grape. And so you have chronic conditions. So you have all these different things to take into account when you're putting together that get home bag or that 72-hour, or like Wyndham David said, 144-hour kit so that you're able to be prepared for different kinds of conditions that your family may have, like epilepsy, you want to have black cohosh, passion flower, white peony, high blood pressure, again, passion flower, um, motherwort, hawthornberry, skullcap, heart disease, hawthornberry, asthma, pleurisy root, mullen leaf, depression. I mean, if, an, if God forbid a disaster strike, you know, there will be depression, but you still have to focus on your focus and make sure that your family's okay. So have some go-to cola for your brain and some St. John's wort and maybe some kava and some ashwagandha on hand so that you can stay calm and not let your emotions take over so that you're not um, distracted and you're able to see clearly to safety. So that is the herb knowledge segment. I'm now going to take another music moment. This is Mata Nile send I the love. www.movementunes.com, the number one site for positive music downloading. Tonight is I, 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 tonight
www.movementunes.com, the number one site for positive music downloading. Blessings and greetings. One last herb I did want to speak about specifically that I think is very important, and that is ginseng and its possible curative properties for dementia and Alzheimer's disease that affects so many of our elders. You know, and uh, um, a lot of this Alzheimer's, it comes from the deodorant, from having the aluminum in, inside the deodorant. And we put it underneath our arms, and we were taught to, you know, get extra strength and all these things. So that goes right into your lymph nodes, and everything's connected to the brain. And so this aluminum is really wreaked havoc in a lot of our elders that have strong minds. And, and so we have to um, and to include ginseng in our diet and also in the ones that we love. I wanted to move forward into the last segment for this evening, which is the metaphysics of the moment. And so tonight's whole theme um, was about preparedness. 
And I started off talking about how the Most High prepared Jesus, and Jesus then prepared his way into his mother's womb and even spoke to her beforehand in the form of Gabriel prepare her what was about to come through her. And so I wanted to um, touch on in the metaphysics of the moment, again, the Christian Sophia, chapter 58, um, when Jesus sent him forth a light power to help Sophia. And Sophia uttereth the song of praise. And Solomon interpreted the song of Sophia from the Odes of Solomon. And Jesus began, and Jesus continued again in the discourse and said unto his disciples, it came to pass then, when Pistis Sophia had said these words, that the time was fulfilled, that she should be led out of the chaos. And of myself, without the first mystery, I dispatched out of myself a light power, and I sent it down to the chaos, so that it might lead Pistis Sophia forth from the deep regions of the chaos, and lead her to the higher regions of the chaos until the command should come from the first mystery, that she should be led by the entirety forth out of the chaos. And my light power led Pistis Sophia up to the higher regions of the chaos. It came to pass then, when the emanations of the self-willed had noticed that Pistis Sophia was led forth into the higher regions of the chaos, and they also sped after her upwards, desiring to bring her again into the lower regions of the chaos. And my light power, which I had sent up to lead up Sophia out of the chaos, shone exceedingly. It came to pass then, when the emanations of self-willed pursued Sophia, I, when she had been led into the higher regions of the chaos, that she had again sang praises and cried out to me, saying, I will sing praises unto thee, O light, for I desire to come unto thee. I will sing thee praises, O light, for thou art my deliverer. Leave me not in the chaos. Save me, O light, of the height, for it is thou that I have praised. Thou hast sent me thy light through thyself and hast saved me. Thou hast led me into the higher regions of the chaos. May the emanations of the self-willed which pursue me sink down into the lower regions of the chaos and let them not come into the higher regions to see me. And may great darkness cover them and darker gloom come over them and let them not see me in the light of thy power, which thou hast sent unto me to save me so that they may not gain again dominion over me. And let not their resolution which they have formed to take away my power, take effect for them. And as they have spoken against me to take me my light, take rather them from theirs instead of mine. And they have proposed to take away my whole light and have not been able to take it, for thy light power was with me, because they have taken counsel without thy commandment. O light, therefore, have they not been able to take away my light? Because I have had faith in the light. 
I shall not be afraid. And the light is my deliverer, and I shall not fear. Now, therefore, let him whose power is exalted speak the solution of the words which Pistis Sophia had uttered. And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished speaking these words unto his disciples, that Solome came forward and said, My Lord, my power constraineth me to speak to the solution of the words which Pistis Sophia had uttered. Thy power hath prophesied aforetime through Solomon, saying, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, for thou art my God. Abandon me not. O Lord, for thou art my hope. Thou hast given me thy vindication for naught, and I am saved through thee. Let him, let them who pursue me fall down, and let them not see me. May a smoke cloud cover their eyes and an air mist darken them, and let them not see the day, so that they may not seize me. May their resolution be impotent, and may what they concoct come upon them. They have devised the resolution, and have not taken effect for them, and they are vanquished, although they be mighty. And what they have wickedly prepared has fallen upon them. My hope is in the Lord, and I shall not be afraid, for thou art my God, my Savior. And it came to pass then, when Solome had finished saying these words, that Jesus said unto her, Well said, Solome. And finally, this is a solution for the words which Pistis Sophia had uttered. We have to be prepared so that we can see the light of the Most High, and rise out of the midst of this chaos that's unfolding with the twittering president and people trying to stop ethics. You have to be prepared for all of these different kinds of what-ifs that are taking place. It's been proven that they can control weather. It's been proven that they can control dams and buildings. And, 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 and all kinds of things from, to, to just fall apart. We want to be lifted out of the chaos and see forward and have our family prepared. And so this had me look into specifically what was coming out of this section metaphysically. And so Salome um, is a woman is a woman disciple of Jesus, as stated in Mark fifteen forty. And she is thought to be the wife of Zebedee and the mother of James and John. So the metaphysical meaning of Salome is the soul clothed in thought of wholeness, soundness, love, peace and truth. So the soul clothed in the thought of wholeness, soundness, love, peace, and truth. The thought of wholeness. And so soundness is a mathematical logic or a logical system. Has soundness as a property, if and only if. If any, any of the ones um, were good at math or took philosophy in college. The if and only if its reference rules prove 
only formulas that are valid with with um, respect to its semantics. So in most cases, it comes down to its rules having the property of preserving truth. And so the metaphysical meaning of Solomon, Solomon instead of David by Bathsheba, the king of Israel after David, the metaphysical meaning of Solomon is the state of mind that is established in consciousness where the soul is unified with wisdom and love. So we have to have the wisdom to know that we must prepare for what's to come. Instead of being reactive, we have to be proactive. And you have to unify that wisdom with your soul and do it out of the love of your family. And so Gabriel... I wanted to look up the, the uh, metaphysical meaning of Gabriel because Gabriel is um, who Jesus came in the form of, in the type of, as stated in the Pistis Sophia. So Gabriel, the angel who appeared to Daniel to interpret his vision to him, um, this angel also appealed to Zacharias, telling him of, of the coming birth of John the Baptist, and to Mary concerning the birth of Jesus. Um Gabriel signifies man in realization and demonstration of his I am power and might, unified with his inner faculties and elevated to conscience and manifest oneness with God. This man will rule the universe. This man will rule the universe. It's the demonstration of the I am power. And what better way to demonstrate your I am power than to be prepared? I am prepared. I am ready. You got to get ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And And then the peace that keeps being mentioned, the peace comes from being prepared. That's where the peace comes from. Gabriel Gabriel is also said to refer to the masculine or the wisdom phase of the divine in man, the masculine contacts, um, the phase of man's spiritual nature, and cause to man to become conscious of Christ in himself to the end that he, individual, may bring this Christ into expression and manifestation. So we have to put words to action. We have to manifest. Peace comes from the manifestation. Because then you can sit back and know, I'm ready. I'm ready for 144 hours. Like Brother David said, for 144 days, 144 months, 144 weeks. You know, whatever you can do, it's important. And so um, soundness rules having the property of preserving truth. You have to be of sound mind, sound body, sober mind, be alert, ready, awake, and aware. I'm going to take another music moment, and I'll be back shortly.
Greetings, blessings, and now we're back. So I wanted to yes. open up the lines if um, any sistren wanted to um, wanted to be able to speak up and give any announcements or share something that's um, in relation to preparedness or something that they're working on. You're welcome to press one at this time and um, speak about it. I see right now we have Sister Day on the line, and she pressed one. Sister Day. Um, I'm trying to Greetings, greetings. Greetings, sister. Yes, I. Um. Well. Can you please speak closer to the phone? Oh, oh, oh did you say you were driving? Pray to I, my sister. This is Ron. Oh, okay. You're on the road. You're driving right now. Okay, okay. Wow, wow. Well, um, is I able to speak? I'm trying to get home, so by the time I reach home, God, I'm just going to be on the here. All right, so, all right. Um, I'll share. Yeah, what I mean. Okay, I'll share briefly a little bit of what of what the eye is working on and others are working with the eye on. Just drive safely. If you're on the road and everything, then of course, you know, hands hands free and everything. You know, reach safe and God bless the eye. Well, thank thanks you for, for pressing <laughs> one. I appreciate it. I like your thing. Yeah, uh, just to share, okay, just to share a little bit, because I, I would like her not to, you know, like, whenever I'm reaching for the brothers and sisters and you're on the road, whether be safe, if you have hands free and everything, you can focus on the road and everything, please do, but otherwise, you know, we'll reason a little bit forward, um, give thanks, Sister I Day. Um, we have a, we have some posts, some, um, some graphics, I don't know, what they, what you call it, you, you, you folks would know the technology a little better and have shared so much like the I, Sister Mariam, or what you call the art, the word art, was it the favicon, the favicons or whatnot like that? Like the, yes, you know, okay, it's called favicon. We just call it people who are not as tacky yet. We just call it picks. So we have some word art, some pick that's going out and to support um, the feeding of and the support of the orphans in Ethiopia, there's a situation, as Sister Mariama mentioned earlier, some countries around the world, uh, you know, have these um, social, political things going on, and they block out many times technology. We haven't experienced it so much over here, but of course, um, stay prepared so you don't have to get prepared, as the theme of this Woman's Wednesday is. And she mentioned Ethiopia. And so a lot of news has not been coming out from there. So basically what we was inviting her to come forward is to, you know, share some of the updates about the um, Ethiopia um, um, war. We call it, there's a war going on over there. You know, there's a lot of war, wars and rumors of wars. Daniel says that wars are appointed to the end. So that's why the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus Christos, or Jesus Christ, our black Lord and Savior says, you know, that we will hear of these things. But even 
Via, he was saying about staying prepared and being prepared, you know, spiritually, in your soul, in your heart, in your family, your community, to be there to, to help yourself, you know, as well as to help others. Because before you can help others, you know, before you can give to others, you got to have something extra to give. So be prepared, stay prepared, so you have to get prepared. But we're going to share a little bit more of that. I know she has some updates about that. So um, basically... Um, she's raising monies to send, and she has sent other monies to, there's a prince, um, an Ethiopian prince, one of the sons of his majesty that his majesty put within the, the priesthood, right? You know, within the priesthood, I guess his inclination as you, you know, you watch children and children have some inclination. So some of the other children are more into like seeking to restore the monarchy and seeking to bring Ethiopia once again to its full square it's peace again you know as it were out of the chaos of the past 40 years and some of the children as this particular prince he is in the church and he's with the you know you know you say with the with the church side church and state and um he works with the orphans and you know he's a he's a priest of certain standings there and in the northern part of ethiopia with that whole region, you know, actually the whole Cold War, a lot of what's going on in the world is because of we, as once lost, now found black and brown, and also, you know, our fellows, you know, the blameless and the Ethiopians, as it were. So um, right now there's a war going on, and it's not being reported so much, but we're seeking to support the children because the Amhara, a particular group of people, if many of y'all know about not to get into the details right now, it's uh, what they call it, ethnic cleansing, um, genocide, as it were, is going on. And curiously enough, the word genocide was actually coined in the Western white world because of that black king when he spoke at Geneva, Switzerland. He used the phrase in Amharic, and the translator, you know, the only thing they could uh, interpret was Jenna, gene, a seed, a race, and side to kill a seed, killing of a seed. This is what his majesty testified after the fascist invasion of Ethiopia because they were seeking to exterminate, you know, that lost found seed of people. But the war still goes on to this very day. So the sister has been raising certain funds and sending it forward, you know, to um, the the, the priests and to the, the church up there in the north. We're trying to keep certain things, you know, as tight as possible because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, um, I say wickedness going on in the sense of not trying to um, make it too public, you know what I mean, because ones are in danger. But she she's the one that can bring, I think, a little more information to that. So I'm just doing my best to kind of just um, – share the idea without, you know, overstepping, as it were, you know, until those who know more on the ground and are linking with those on the ground can bring forward that first or least a reliable second-hand witness to the eye. But we have supported it. Hopefully you will support it. If you cannot support it with funds or whatnot right now, then just reblog you know, the post, you know, reblog the favicon, some of the information, not just for this project, but also for brothers and sisters' works, because this is how we stimulate our own economy. And also, be sure to check out Sister Mariama's video on the technology as well. 
you know, and, and this time for announcement, sisters, especially for the sisters, I think this is an excellent time to even share if there's something going on, you know, even if you're working on something, working on a blog or working on, you know, um, a channel, even if it's small, especially if it's small to share it with the family so that there's more eyes and ears on it and ones can also help to, you know, get that word out even at this very time. So anyway, I'm yielding right here right now, but since the sister was on the road and driving and everything, you know, for safety's sake, you know what I mean? We just wanted to cut that conversation short. Hopefully she can reach her gates well and whether tonight or whether in the future on this channel, Discipleship Radio, we can go into a little bit more of that. But give thanks, Sister Mariama, for opening up her line and at least giving that opportunity, you know, to get that word out about the sheer and care you know, keep calm and feed Ethiopia's needs. These are some of the taglines that we are utilizing in this social media. And as we say, and we'll say, reblog, repost if you like, if you care to share, you know, and if you can also, you know, give whatever so support, any amount, please do. If you're not able to, then just repost it. You know, instead of today's stars, we're today's stars. Don't worry about what's going on out there, but to support our own economy and our own community because charity begins at home with I and I and we. Yes, I. So anyway, um, I think there's, uh, there's, there's Ross Bongo also as well. But any other sisters, any other sisters? I know the island I'm working on a lot. Of, I've been seeing some of the island sites and other things, and it's so much to share. But I hope that the island here on the air will take these opportunities, especially after that full feeding. I mean, what a really full feeding of really relevant information, you know, about preparedness. You know what I mean? I have to listen to it again because I'm like, wow, that's what we should be talking about. So I give thanks for that subject matter here at the beginning of the year, especially seeing, you know, where we're at politically and what's going on, you know, in this society, in the world. We're in the world, not of the world, but we have to, you know, be, be conscious of it. So we know what to pray on, what to work on, and what we can do about it to make things better for human beings, as it were. But, yes, um, I yield right here on that particular matter. Hopefully we can get a commercial or something like that, you know, where we can also, you know, just put that information out more more organized, as it were. Um, I, see, I see Sister Mamanique. Uh, I, I think uh, hopefully maybe she can bring forward a word. Um, our our hostess, Mariam, is the eye yes, still with Aina? Yes, definitely, Ina? definitely. Mm. Greetings, Sister Mamanique. Shalom, shalom. Greetings, family. Thank and you yes, for joining us this evening. Oh, I've been I've been trying to get get in here and uh, and and listen. It's just I've been <laughs> the trial can be tough sometimes. <laughs> Um, but I, I have a couple of words on, um, well, it goes hand in hand with the, the herbology and the preparedness. Um, you had mentioned lavender and that's, that's a go-to for me as well. Um, but it is also good for spider bites and I mean, I'm sure other insect bites as well, which I mean, whether it's, you know, use in your, you know, medicine, 
your medicinal bag, you know, or I mean, just for at home, it's, it, it, it works amazingly. Like I've, my children have had spider bites and I mean, it'll make it go away really quick and it, it pulls them toxins out and it's awesome. Um, the garlic, honey, cinnamon, onion, um, these things are also antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral. That is a much, much needed thing um, medicinally. Um, I, I believe they're kind of underestimated sometimes, but it it truly helps. It truly does. As far as um, repelling any kind of pests and insects, you know, whether it be around your home or on your person, um, eucalyptus, like mosquitoes, they can't stand it. Um, neem oil works for, for repelling insects as well. And um, bay leaves, bay leaves also for repelling pests. Um, I do know uh, coconut water, that is one thing that is, um, I was reading about it and it's so awesome to have because even let's say you got hurt real bad and you had to have fluids, like, you know, at the hospital they give you uh, IV fluids. Well, it's actually so sterile that you could use that if you needed to as an IV fluid. Um, Mm. There's there's just a lot of things. Cayenne is good um, for free radicals. Colloidal silver is another, you know, good thing that will kick out free radicals. Iodine is another big one. I mean, really big to have in your um, medicinal bag. Um, The willow that you brought up, um, actually I was talking to someone at work and they actually used to work for pharmaceuticals, but they were telling me that the bark of a willow tree if you needed an aspirin, like, it works the same way. Um, I don't have all the details on how to, you know, break it down or whatever to use it. I'm still learning. But um, these are just things that I was, you know, I was I was thinking about. Dandelion is another. You can eat the flower. Um, you can eat the greens. The stem, they say to not eat it, but it can be used for medicinal purposes. Like if someone got a hold of some berries, you know, like that they weren't supposed to eat, you know, mistaking it for something else, it actually would help you, you know, bring it back up so you don't have to go through, you know, anything too terribly horrible, which, I mean, nobody likes throwing up, but I would rather go ahead and get it out than have it kill me, you know. Um, there's there's a lot of different things that um, I, I'm just so so thankful. I give thanks, give thanks, give thanks that this was brought up because this is a lot of like like Wyndham said, man, that was a full full feeding right there, and I am so grateful <laughs> for that. <laughs> and um, I will be going back over it. And oh, yes, I yes I praise yes I. Oh. <laughs> I am I am grateful for your addition 
because it's all about each of us sister and bringing forth our individual knowledge, you know, iron sharp and iron, you know. Yes. I mean, some of those things you said I didn't know about, and so that's wonderful, and so now I know. Praise the most. <laughs> oh, one more yeah. thing. The mo, the mullen that you brought up, um, the, the, the flower, the buds, um, a lady was also telling me down the street here she's got a lot of them. It's it's good for earaches, and so is coconut mm. oil. But if anyone has, you know, use I, coconut oil, I I I have personally used, and I know it will kick an earache quickly. Um, yeah, there's there's just a lot. Like I'm kind of overwhelmed now. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> there's great stimulation. It's wonderful for the brain. Mm-hmm. And for the soul. And um, another thing that would be good as far as preparedness, um, one, if if you could, and and they have them at, at thrift stores, bookstores. Sometimes you can even find them, like if you anybody goes to a Sam's Club or Costco's or anything like that. I had purchased a um, a survival guide, and it's it's just a little book, which is. You know, obviously good for you know if you gotta snatch your bag and run, you can't be weighed down too much. Um, but for one's area, like into for ones to learn about the plants they have even in their own backyard, like just that you didn't plant that just grow. You know, um, there's a lot of things like because there may be a time that we we got to go out in this wilderness. You know what I'm saying? We might have to hide out for a little bit, you know? And it's it's just, even if it's just camping, like, it's good to know in any kind of emergency, like you said, they could, they we might not be able to just run to the grocery store, you know? Like, I've been trying to teach my children little things, like, you can eat your clovers outside. You can eat um, the little violets that grow amongst the clovers outside. Like there's pine nuts. You, I mean, you just take the pine cones and you take the little the prickly things off of them and pop them open down towards where it was attached. And there's little nests in there. And I mean, there's there's a lot of little things to learn. Learn your surroundings. Most definitely, learn your surroundings because that could be, you know, the difference between life and death. Just those simple little things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good definitely, point that I make. Definitely. I just and, want to um, share. Pray that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My sister, go forward. I'll hold it, please. Speak. Okay. Um, as far as the um, the guides, they they help teach you like. Not all of us know exactly how to tie a tourniquet. You know what I'm saying? In case of a bad cut. Yes. Or. or you know, um, how to identify these plants. I mean, because we can, you know, somebody can give us these, these, you know, like we just went over a whole list of things, but if we don't know ourselves how to identify these plants in nature, we're not going to know. I mean, we we got we to be able to see it too. You know, we got to be able to identify. Um, there's trees, all kinds of trees that, have edible leaves or, you know, medicinal properties. But if you don't know what they look like, you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, in, in these 
these guides have a lot of that information. How to um how to build a a, a quick you know what I'm saying structure or shelter, um and just different things. How to how to purify water if you don't have you know a, a, um the straw or the purification tablets, which by the way are a good thing to grab. Um, the iodine once again that helps with the water as well. Um, just it's it's full of all kinds of information, and it's compact, and it and it and like I said, it can really be a, a matter of life and death situation, and it it can truly help you, you know. Mm. Yes, definitely. We have to keep truly. our eyes and keep our eyes open for these different things around us, you know, because normally we don't walk in stores or even, you know, go to these kind of sporting goods stores and know what to look for. Just go and peruse the aisles is important just to get to know different products and see what's out there right. and ask the salesperson what they're used for. You don't have to buy them right away. You can just assess the price and the usages and what you may want to, you know, purchase yourself for your family, what suits your needs. Yes, sir. Yes, but thank you very much for your addition, and I hope you Mama find one again in the future. Yes. Thank you. Mama Nique, all the way from Little Egypt? Still, still Little Egypt, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some important additions that Sister Mariama mentioned, and I thank you for mentioning the iodine, particularly the iodine and, 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 and the, the coconut. Because I know what's um, what a lot of the elders taught I and double honest to the Rastafari elders, you know, um, that rule and rule well, and especially those who labored in 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 Jawur, the Bible, and in in the doctrine of teaching of liberty is that they emphasize the coconut, that coconut, something simple like coconut, even though we might not have so much access in this region or that region, but the coconut, the many usages of coconut, when you mentioned the coconut oil, the coconut water, you know, and iodine, iodine, that in itself, especially as the salt, maybe, you know, the eye can do that link with the metaphysical and the salt, where the Messiah says we're the salt of the earth, but how when he says what the salt loses its um, savor, one thinks that's the, that's the saltiness of it, which it is, but really what it really is is the iodine. Because if you notice, if you see some salts out there, they usually say that, you know, iodine added. But wait, hold on for a moment. Isn't that a really an ingredient in salt? But it all depends on what kind of salts, you know what I mean? It could be sodium. Right, because there's really... also, yeah, because there's also cell salts. Also mm. important. You know, exactly. cell salts, right, go into the cosmology of it all and how, you know, um, each of us are supposed to have 12 salts, but we're made within nine months, so we're each missing three of the, three of the salts, supposedly. This is what I've read. Mm, and so any kind of ailments that one may have, you can look into the salts that represent those three months and mm. see if they correspond with what you're feeling in your body, and you might surprise yourself. So then you would supplement mm. those so that you can strengthen your weakness. Because mm, you're born supposedly with nine of the basic cell salts already intact. Mm, 
That is interesting. That's really I, I like to follow up with on that. And when the and when Sister Monique mentioned about um when she mentioned about um not just learning about what's good and this is good, but learning to ID them just to heal up sundial. I don't know if the eye of them know about the sundial, the wood root tonics and so forth and so on, but that's a very yes, good Yes, I took wood root tonic growing up. Yes, yes. The maroon thing, recipe. Yes. That Ras Rasan and also hail up um was uh, was Adonai Adoni brother you know namesake yes I hail up his son as well but one thing that the patriarch of Sundown has done um is he had these tours where they would actually go through I know up here in the New York area some of the local parks you know in the woodlands and he would you know take ones through there yes, so they can I. Yes. These various different, um, I just wrote this down, learn to ID the trees, the herbs, and the berries. And then when the sisters mentioned that, I was thinking about your video, your first video, and big up on the, you know, big up on the, as well, you know, on the technology. But I saw an opportunity for service in a sense of those who are so inclined you know, some of the videos, as well as the books that she recommended, the small, you know, like a little book, sometimes it's these compact books that have the visual of what it looks like and what to look out for so that one can be able to ID it. But then I saw an opportunity, whether in word, pick word art, that ones can repost, reblog, you know, just, you, you know, get a picture of it, you know, put some caption on it or whatnot like that, or even a video. You know, or if we can get our hands on some of the videos where, you know, ones go out there and then actually to go out there to be able to ID these, you know, to ID the trees. The point I wanted to share was when Sister Sister Mariam, when you mentioned earlier um, about the preparedness and certain items um, like the bug out bag and, um, you know, the in case of emergency items, also about yeah. the analog, a lot of the technology. The digital technology will go out quick, fast, but you know what will still remain? The analog. If you notice, the government and the so-called authorities who hope to, you know, they have contingencies to survive any perceived eventuality, they're still using the analog. So some of those old analog things, you know, the, the ones that are not digital, like the, the CDs and some of the other those things in the radio. Right, the ham we'll, radios. Wyndham David always emphasizes the importance of a ham radio, yes. Oh, yeah, he goes ham. He goes ham on a ham radio. Big up, big up, big up, Brother Dawid, you know what I mean? And First Fruits Foundation and, you know, the whole operation there. But, yeah, the ham, the ham radios. I thought of the old boy and Girl Scout books. Do you remember when some of us who, who might – be a couple of decades, you know, in this tribe, you know, in this life, as it were, this manifestation. Remember the old boy and Girl Scout books? I found yeah. that it's very hard to find them. The closest I was able to find was the 1970s or early 70s or 80s um, Canadian Boy Scout, girls, well, it was a Boy Scout book, right? And in the Boy Scout book, a lot of the things that they taught you know, how to take two sticks and making fire, how to identify certain things, how to tie knots. I mean, tying knots is a science. Going back to the ancients, you know, that Orset or who they call Isis, which really might have been a person, but really was a type. It was like a complete woman, like the perfect woman was like the Isis, and she was called the mistress of the knots. 
You know what I mean? And if you think about it, tying knots is a very prime, primitive, but an ancient thing, but a very necessary thing. You know, so the old boy and the Girl Scout books, the old ones, some of the new ones only talk about like sodomite stuff and trying to, you know, convert the children. You know, it's not really, it's not really the way it was. But if you can get your hands on some of the old like boy and Girl Scout books, some of them in teaching children, many of us who might not have gotten that education or need to re-up on it if we did, can be very, very informative. And a lot of them are very, very small. Because, you know, if you're, if any of you were a girl or boy scout and went camping, you know, you sometimes carry your little manual. And a lot of those books have a lot of interesting things about finding directions, doing this, doing that. Uh, too many things to go into right now after such a full, um, you know, a full uh, feeding and everything. But uh, just to um, share that right there, give thanks. Preparedness is going to be a theme, of course, for for upcoming Women's Wednesday, but it should be a theme, you know, that underlies all of our themes, you know, as we trod forward collectively and especially in our individual and responsibility capacity, you know, wherever we be, you know, among our family, you know, whether in flesh, spirit, or the combination, you know, praise be to his majesty. Yes, I. So um, here we're about to, I'm just looking at the time, like to share just a couple of a couple of further things if possible if there's if there's no other sisters that might want to make an announcement you know um concerning anything to share with I and I you know what I mean um we just like to share if we if we can to the host just to the host if we are able to share just a couple of uh couple of PSAs you know of ongoing activities as well as one on health where brother I think there's a brother named King Joshua. He has a little, there's a little audio clip that we have from Rastafari.tv. And if this is a Fanai, if you're listening, I know she's between Jersey and Jamaica, some projects going on out there as well. Please um, call in, please link with I and I, Sister Fanai, um, Fanai Sunlight with Rastafari.tv, one of our sistership ministries out there. Be sure to support that and also if I seek to get any of you know the eye content up there um sister Fanai, make link with I and I if you hear this hopefully but um are we able to do that my sister do you think we have time just to share just a couple of yeah PSAs? sure we have time we have about 20 minutes left in the broadcast oh oh whoa oh, 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 which is Ethiopic for yay 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 well it's also Jamaican ain't that something oh whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh whoa so we have King Joshua Herbal Cures. I don't know if you heard this, Sister Mariama, but I think you'll find it interesting, you know. And even if we disagree with what's good for what, that's a, that's a point of discussion that we can actually discuss that, you know, um, here or with ones and ones. So King Joshua Herbal Cures. This is from Rastafari TV. Hear this. Greetings, this is King Jairastafari Manuel Eleme I'm a herbal physician, use herbs to cure every sickness and disease that affect humanity bloodstream. Every sickness and diseases can be cured naturally because every sickness and disease is poison, which is toxic inflammation in your body. To remove toxic and poison out of your body is very simple. When it comes to people with HIV, simple charcoal that you cook with. Create the charcoal in white rum. Drink it on a daily basis to cure the worst HIV. 
right? You have several other herbs for HIV. Think a Bible, male marijuana plant. Root up the male marijuana plant with the root. Boil with Cersei and think a Bible in coconut milk. Go to the health food store and buy a vinegar named Organic Brag Apple Cider Vinegar. One ounce of vinegar to every quarter medicine. Drink half cup of it twice a day up to three months cure the worst HIV. HIV also can cure by this like a covering over the BC seed, red clay dirt, and charcoal. Right? Aloe vera gel, which is the sinker Bible, the inside part, egg white and white rum, cure the worst HIV. Right? People who are suffering from high blood pressure. You need seven pegs of garlic in a quart pint of organic apple cider vinegar, cure the worst high blood pressure. Right? Three young breadfruit leaves, three pear leaves, or three young mango leaves. Three sour sap leaves. Boil them as tea with a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar cure the worst high blood pressure. You have scallion, garlic, and onion. Boil those three as tea, no sugar. Drink them on a daily basis to cure the worst high blood pressure. People are suffering from diabetes. This plant right here named dandelion. Root up the dandelion, cut off the root, boil it with garlic and marijuana, cure the worst diabetes. You have neem. Neem, dandelion root, and bird pepper cure the worst diabetes. When it comes to diabetes also, you use young coconut, cheney root, young banana sucker, and the dandelion root with garlic cure diabetes. Cancer, what is cancer? Cancer is a fungus in the body. Every cancer can be cured. Guinean root, carrot, and beetroot, white rum, Baking soda cure the worst cancer. Prostate cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, you name the cancer. But pick up the Guinean root three days before the full moon or three days after the full moon. Right? That is the way it is more potent. People, you have a thing here in Clarendon right now, you have cassava. You have the bitter cassava and the sweet cassava. The sweet cassava, dig up the root of it, grate it, boil it, and drink it for cancer. It's good for your arthritis, tea, and a great it with ginger, have some salt, and tighten the knee with vinegar for the worst arthritis. Right? How can you say you're sick and you believe in God and you keep on running to doctor and taking drugs? Drugs do not cure people. Herbs is what cure people. So if you're sick, you need to make your food be your medicine, your medicine be your food. You cannot sick and keep on running to hospital, sitting down there waiting hours and hours and hours before you can see a doctor. When you do see a doctor, they give you a prescription cost, harm on a leg, you cannot afford it. But still yet, you have all the herbs in your yard and you refuse from using them because you say they are bush. God, the Almighty Creator, Yahweh, said to people, herbs is your only source of healing. When you sick, woe be unto the doctor, meaning leave the doctor alone. Go seek a herbal physician. Who is a herbal physician? A herbal physician is a person who uses natural medicine to restore your immune system. Cleaning your blood. Every sickness and disease in the blood. If it not come from the blood, it do not exist. It no matter where you got. Alright? It's easy to cure your blood. So if you cure your blood, you get several herbs. Dandelion root, sarsaparilla, beetroot, black pepper, turmeric, which we call yellow ginger. All these herbs boil together, clean the blood. Cersei, Cinco Bible, marijuana, Epsom salt, and brandy, clean the blood. Right? So it don't make no sense you're sick. If you have fever, go get bamboo leaf. It suck out every fever out of you. Guinean root. Right? Suck out every fever out of you. Put the bamboo leaf under your mat, under the sheet, not the mattress. And it suck out every fever out of the person. Beard the person in the bamboo leaf, suck out every fever. Chicken gunya. 
every virus is the same. It doesn't make a difference. HIV, herpes, the whole of them is the same virus. They just give them name. When the, somebody say you have an immune deficiency, the word immune deficiency means your body lack of a mineral. You have three minerals that cure heavy disease. Magnesium, you have um, ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, and beta-carotene, which is vitamin A. Vitamin A kills every virus in your body, including HIV, herpes. So what you do? Blend the raw carrot with Cinco Bible gel and beetroot with white rum and honey cure any blood disease. People stop being sick and stop being ignorant and refusing the law of the Almighty Creator. Right? You can imagine that people with asthma, young mango leaves, get five young mango leaves. The younger the mango leaves is, the quicker it is to cure the asthma. While the young mango leaves are steep, put a teaspoon of gin in it, with a liquor salt, cure the worst asthma. Susumba leaf, beat up the susumba leaf, wring out the juice with a liquor salt, cure the worst asthma. Leaf of life, beat up the leaf of life, wring it out with a liquor coarse salt, cure the worst asthma. Right? Poor circulation, nutmeg, ginger. Right? And you have the herb named Devil Ass Whip, Medina, Dopigon. Those cure every kind of circulation problem. Man with nature problem. If your blood is not circulating, your hood can't stand up. If your nerves weak, when you discharge, your hood will go dead. So what you need, get 13 feg of garlic, especially the garlic with the purple on the outside, blend it up in a quarter, Jamaican white rum, sweeten it with honey, take it for your nature. Boil the herb when you fast and pan coat, but you use the red one, you have the red one and the green one. Use the red one with Dopigon, Medina, Dandelion Root, and Beetroot. With brandy, cure the worst nature problem. Right? Man with prostate cancer. What is prostate cancer? Prostate cancer is when your glands, your prostate glands, enlarge and swell up. You have stoppage of water problem. To get rid of the stoppage of water, you have a herb named wild basil. Time with your boil soup with. Right? And can here. We call it can silk. Sup, uh, reduce any water out of the body. Cure the prostate, guinean, beetroot, and carrot. Cure the worst prostate. Three young coconut, five dandelion root, three young calabash we call gody. Boil them together, drink them on a daily basis, cure the worst prostate. People do not sick and dear die, and then you blame God. God do not kill people. You kill yourself because you refuse from using natural herbs, refuse herbs, and using herbs. Right? My name is King Yashua. I'm a herbal physician. I teach medicine every radio station. Hi, FM, New Star 93, Best 100 FM, Hot 102. You name it, I cure it. Because people are not supposed to seek. When you're sick, seek natural remedy. If you have diarrhea, just get a bottle of Pepsi, 7-Up, or Lucasaid with a little salt, stop the worst diarrhea. You don't need fear run a guy doctor because stop diarrhea. If you have vomit and can't stop, one Pepsi, add Pepsi with a little salt, stop the worst vomiting. Boil a little curry tea, stop the worst vomiting. Your head up here, take ginger, nutmeg, vervine, stop the worst headache. You have peppermint, garlic, and ginger, stop the worst headache. You have peppermint, garlic, and thyme, stop the worst headache. Right? Do not sit there and make doctor tell you that there is no cure for no disease. Because doctor trying to make the Almighty Creator a liar, and the Almighty Creator cannot lie. Right? Herbs is the only thing you need to build your immune system. Your immune system is the source of healing. Building your immune system, alkaline in your blood, meaning purge your blood, clean your blood. Right? Psalm 51, it said, purge me with Esau. What is Esau? Think of Bible. Scrape out the Think of Bible gel, use it with white rum and honey, clean everything out of the blood. From here, it goes straight up to cancer, diabetes. So my people, do not sit there and believe what doctor tell you. 
Doctor is only about money. Religion is only about money-making business. Same thing with people that are sick. Prison, money-making business. So when you're sick, they put you in the hospital. The hospital make a money. The doctor make fee money. When you're dead, the nurse, the, uh, the hospital also make them money. The dead house make them money. The people who are selling coffee make them money. And everybody does a money-making business. When God said for those up to him, not a single person die. Stop, make people kill you unnecessarily. Three kind of sickness you have in the world. Spiritual sickness. Spiritual sickness is when people do you something. What Jamaica people call voodoo or hobby. Mental sickness is when people mess with people's head and do stupid things to them, cause them to be acting like they're mad and crazy. But physical sickness now is when you just get up normally, have a belly pain or, you know, you got a doctor do a blood test and doctor say you have a disease, then you're cured. But don't say that there's no cure. That is foolishness. Ginger is 10,000 times more important than chemotherapy. Young sowasap leave and young sowasap in white rum cure the worst cancer where doctors claim can cure. Right? Just get three young sowasap, blend it out in a quarter white rum, strain it out, put a little baking soda in it, drink it every day, cure the worst cancer. Why should you sit there and die from sickness and disease that can be cured easily? It makes no sense. Right? So my people, want to take care of yourself? This is King Jarastafari, the kings of kings. You can find me at... Discipleship Radio. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. Rastafari TV Network is a nonprofit organization and free multimedia heritage depository based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, using technologies to advance the divine culture of Ethiopia. To continue our support and further demonstrate our commitment to students, schools, and our community, we are sponsoring our second annual free health fair at the Highly Selassie First High School on Monday, January 16, 2017, commencing at 10 a.m. in St. Andrew, Jamaica. The health fair will provide the surrounding community members as well as staff and students with health, dental, and wellness screenings and consultations. This is part of an ongoing collaborative partnership with Jamaicans Abroad, Helping Jamaicans at Home, Jaja Foundation. Jaja Foundation is a New Jersey-based nonprofit organization also registered in Jamaica and works stringently to help improve the quality of health care that is delivered at public hospitals and health care centers in Jamaica. Jaja Foundation implements an annual medical mission, bringing several doctors and healthcare professionals to provide these services. As such, the health fair will be included in the Foundation's Mission for Change 2017. For the 2017 execution of the project, we invite you to partner with us to A, set up a booth to provide natural product samples or information about your services. B, mobilize a ground crew to oversee the repair, beautification, and planting of an organic garden for the community. C, donate school and medical supplies to the students and the nurses station. We look forward to a favorable response from you as we seek to diversify the services we can offer to the highly selected first high school and its surrounding communities. We kindly ask that you send us your response to partner with us on this phenomenal project that is geared towards the wellness and awareness of Jamaica's youth. By December 21st, 2016, we look forward to building a lasting partnership with our community on this and future initiatives. If you have any questions or queries, please feel free to make contact with I 
at 954-673-6823 or email info at rastafari.tv. Kindest regards, Sister Fanai Sunlight Selassie, founder and matriarch of Rastafari TV Network, Project Ecology Agriculture Trade. Give thanks. That was uh, Rastafari TV with uh, Sister Fanai, the Haida Selassie uh, uh, High School um, school project right there. Still ongoing. The date, of course, was from December, but you know, pointing to this new year, so one can get in touch right there. As well, a couple more minutes right here. Thank you, Sister Mariam, and thank you to the WMW, the Woman Wednesday, and the Woman Woman as well, just to fulfill our righteousness right here, quickly, quickly. Bring forth the Bible. Bring forth the Bible. Bring forth the Bible. As we have been bringing forth the Bible, and and the, the Pistis Sophia, thank you, sis, for, for mentioning that, because if one to have a copy for themselves, I know there's probably questions about it, but it's just one of those works that in the Western Gentile Church they suppress, and these are the times when the books are to be open. Psalm for this day was 36. Just to ride up quickly, it's like about a minute 16, just to get a hear of it in the spirit of faith, wisdom, Pistis Sophia, Psalm 36. The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flattereth himself in his own eyes until his iniquity be found to be hateful. The words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. He hath left off to be wise and to do good. He deviseth mischief upon his bed. He setteth himself in a way that is not good. He abhorreth not evil. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are a great deep. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. O continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked remove me. There are the workers of iniquity fallen. They are cast down and shall not be able to rise. Amen. Oh, uh, whoa. I think we just have a couple of minutes right here. Um, 94 Psalm for Wednesday. In Psalm 94. Manner. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth. O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things, and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger, and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, The Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand, ye brutish among the people. And ye fools, when will ye be wise? He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? He that chastiseth the heathen, shall not he correct? He that teacheth man knowledge, shall not he know? 
The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity, until the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. But judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers, or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous, and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. Amen. God bless you, sisters. God bless the And uh, I think here, here, here we are right here. A couple of seconds right here. Should we go out with the with the good morning? I has. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows more isn't always better. Unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, waterbed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Dee Dee Perks members enjoy a Dunkin' Donuts specially crafted medium latte or macchiato for $1.99 when using an Enroll Dee Dee card. Try the new fudge brownie or vanilla cupcake flavor. Enroll in Dee Dee Perks today and get your $1.99 medium latte or macchiato. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. It's go time at Dunkin' Donuts. Get your day going with two wake-up wraps for $2. Add bacon, sausage, or ham for a dollar more. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Plus applicable taxes. Limited time offer.